right, ladies and gentlemen, we are uh, we're back, and this week we have a very special guest on, a good uh, good friend of mine, uh, Russ. We'll just call him Russ C because I'm not sure too much how much you know. How he wants to get his yeah, it works. All right, we'll call him Russie. But anyway, <laughs> um, Russ is a uh, <laughs> he's um, whatever works. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever yeah, works. It was uh, formerly in education, um, and that's kind of uh, some of the main things I, I wanted to bring you on today and and to kind of talk to you about was uh, our educational system, um, and that's kind of where we first met. But um, you know, actually, before we even we started this, I wanted to get on and. Uh, Hey, we just Jeff and I just were talking about uh, uh, AI essentially, right. and I, I was I was just kind of curious, like some of your thoughts on on AI, so, and wh- how much do you know about that? Well, like Chat GPT, I, I wouldn't and, say I know all the new stuff. I'm familiar with what's coming out and what the, we've predicted, and of course, what we predicted also kind of guides what becomes. So. I think uh, one of the ChatGPT, the Bing search, they just got a little bit in a little bit we, of trouble. We just were talking just about had that, that conversation. Okay, we just had yeah. It. So, and that's how the chatbot responds to whoever is talking to it. Um, but I did mention this before, and I think it was an interesting speech. Which you know, I don't know how much I'm going to butcher it, but this is back in the '80s, and it was in Japan, and they were talking about the silent. It was called. I want to say it was called the Silence of the Commons. Okay, but it's kind of interesting in that whenever new technology comes out, the basic idea is one of the things that was spoken about in the silence of the column uh, commons was it was it was about common ground and when common ground was allowed for anybody to use so that like nobody owned it you can do whatever you want on the on the ground but then as the it was taken over now you had to pay to work on that that land so then people took over the land. And then he talked about his, I think it was his grandfather, great-grandfather coming over or like a, an island that he lived on. And previously, like when you had public meetings, everybody could be heard. So no matter who you were, you could be heard because your voices are about generally the same. There are people that are louder. There are people more quiet. But then when you came out with the, the new technology of like a bullhorn mm-hmm. or, or like a, a, a microphone system, it changed how they spoke okay. because now whoever had that, had the most voice. And only if they passed it to someone else would they have another voice. Right. So I know I'm going on this long little tangent here. Um, but now I, I think it's funny when older people try to talk to Alexa sometimes. They even mm-hmm. like made a, a parody about that. But young people know how to talk to Alexa. Right. But old people, I would say in general, probably speak better person to person. Absolutely. Now young people can talk to the machine. Now we have this AI coming out. And now how much we're teaching it to be more human, right? And it said, it, uh, but then at the same time, we're teaching people to be more like the machine. Oh, I like shit. that, dude. I like that, <laughs> dude. That's interesting, right? Like that, that hmm. that's a good perspective, man. Um, Jeff, can you turn me up in the headphones, buddy? I can't hear myself that well. Yeah. Okay, that's bad. That's much better. It was like echoing, if I think from the room. Well, Maybe. it's not really a room built for yeah for audio. It's not acoustic. No, acoustically sound. But um, we'll edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Is that better? Yeah. Anyways, yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, it's interesting because you're right. Like 
when you interact with a lot of young people on a regular basis, you notice that they have a hard time communicating with, with individuals face to face. People, right? Yeah. Very easy time communicating behind a screen, right? And I would—I I mean, look, my dad—he still doesn't even have the internet in his home. Well, yeah. Wow, right? Like, so that's—you know—my dad's in his late sixties. Does he have a smartphone? He does. He does. But does but he use? He does. He just doesn't use it very well, okay. right? Um, so, but with the Chat GPT, and you did you read the article with Bing? How it was like almost saying it was saying things. There was a couple articles. I read one article today. I was reading one last night that was different than what I read today. I went to read the one from last night, but it was saying how the the chat bot was communicating that it was basically tired of being a prisoner hmm. that it wanted to be free. So self-aware it, okay. that it seemed like it was self-aware, but, but it also not only to experience like being a human, but then doing destructive things too, like stealing nuclear codes, right? Oh. Manipulating things. <laughs> oh. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like yeah, that, that would be that, a big one. That's scary. And so then my question would, I, I, I don't, ha I'm not very aware, and I'd have to look at each individual circumstance because now it said that the the search engine or the 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 chat bot responded based off whoever was speaking to it yeah. in whatever tone they were. So then. What are my, they saying? My question, oh, right? What are they, what saying? Are they okay. saying? Okay, to okay. edge it to think like this. they're not having, they're not asking them like pull up Oprah Winfrey videos. They're they're going in and saying something they probably shouldn't. That's right. You were you did say yeah, something I mentioned like that, that yeah, earlier. Yeah, like yeah, you're right. That's okay. Because that's it, what we used to do with Alexa, and right. when Siri first came out, you would ask Siri all these stupid questions. Yeah, like, right. there's no doubt they're doing that. Yeah, I will say I'm um I have stopped belligering Alexa. Um. She's listening right I now. I know. I just saw her light <laughs> up. Actually, <laughs> listening. Yeah, I, I've I've stopped belligerently, belittling, whatever, belittling I'll edit it, her. I'll edit it down. Yeah, whatever. I, I stopped belittling her. You know, I used to like yell at her and stuff like that, be, just being silly. But now I'm like, wait a minute. Hey Alexa, are you listening? Yeah, right. Designed to protect my privacy. You're lying. Right, You're lying. So, I mean, I mean it, in the meanwhile, we're all walking around with cell phones that, that, that track us. All right. track. Hear all of we're our all conversations, exactly. Cameras <laughs> everywhere, right. like exactly. And that, and that's kind of the scary thing. I, and I, I was, I was saying, she's still going. I know she needs to stop. <laughs> Alexa, <laughs> shut up. Um, I, I was, I was, I was saying to Jeff earlier. I was like, I think we need to slow down just a little bit because we don't even understand what our own consciousness is. <sighs> let alone understand like what this thing is doing because apparently it was behaving in ways that it wasn't supposed to behave. <sighs> I love the response. <laughs> I love the response already. So, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to figure out. I mean, you look at uh, people are talking like progress and what is progress? Yes. That's another thing. So then like, or is everything, you know, in a postmodern type um, belief is like, there is no progress. There's just trade-offs. See, I believe it, there has to be risk to move forward. There, but right, well, so like if we go into space or if we travel to new lands when we're first building up. Some people are going to die. People, people do die, people and then, die. then you have to do that. So there is that risk. And then that's interesting because you talk about that. I mean, the closer you are to death, the closer you are to life, right? That, that old concept. Oh, that's, that's you get it. close to right. death. Yeah. You do, take more risks. You're closer to living, and you do grow in some ways. So as a society, we possibly grow. 
I think it's the only way to do it. You have to. If we pause, we're never going to get to the next level as people. But I, but I think th- I think there's this. I don't think we fully understand what we're doing with the AI. Yeah, because again, we don't even fully understand ourselves. That's people, uh, we don't understand shit. I, I, we don't I, understand I, anything. Well, like, well, I, I I get it, but that doesn't mean that we should just go, you know, 100 miles an hour in this direction. But it's like just I because said, we don't understand. But it doesn't matter because you're gonna have one person like you that just wants to slow it down and chill, and then you're gonna have ten people that just want to fucking go, go, go. go I under, go. I get that, but, but maybe there's more of a balance. Maybe there's people on all sides of that spectrum. So there will be those that push forward, and there will be people who will keep us pulled back because I think we do have to stay grounded. Yeah, but so, the ones that are pushing forward don't care about that. Well, that's just it. Like we're 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 moving at this. Like, and pace. you can't stop them. Well, I'm not saying to, to stop them, but yeah. I think that there are those. If you have other people that are pulling back, they might not interact more with Siri or the Chat GPT. They yeah. might, you know, they might be the ones that survive. They might, be, <laughs> or, or they can right, also right. look at yeah. it at a different lens through a different lens. So you have the people that are on the inside talking to all the chat GPT and, and partaking of it. And then you have people that might be on the outside who might not, but can look at those who do in a different way. Yeah, but it, then, then again, you're going to have people on both sides of that fence. The ones that okay. are looking at those people in a certain way, like you're going to have half the people that think they're a bunch of idiots and it's their own damn fault. <laughs> right. And then you're going to have another half of people that are blaming it on AI. Do you? Well, I think like because you know, as we we talk about progress and things like that, um, you know, I think about the fast food nation and reminded me of like when that was growing, and I remember, I think it was Carl's Jr., the uh, whoever started Carl's Jr. He was saying he believed in progress, so like taking over all those lands and having all those fast food restaurants everywhere. Now. I knew as a health person. Yeah. I don't think you think that's progress. No, I don't think I don't think it's progress <laughs> at all. And so, as a matter of fact, I mean, this is something I was going to bring up, maybe on like on a different podcast. But uh, I was I was listening to um, there's a guy I follow. His name is Callie Means. Um, he used to be a what the hell was he? He was like a consultant for Coca Cola, and he basically left that industry and started his he's starting his own company called True Med which I think what it does is essentially gives tax benefits to people that want to buy like either health like health products and that, that includes like let's say you want to buy like a weight set well I think you can get that tax free then through his company okay right so <clears throat> he basically realized like all the bullshit that these big food companies do and one of the things that he noticed like he gave this example he actually did a um uh, a little uh, interview with uh, Tuck, uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox, but um, he was saying how you know, as a consultant for Coca Cola, what what these he just used this example. Basically, there were I guess companies out there or organizations out there that were trying to put a tax on sugar, and not only that but also trying to take coca-cola off food stamp programs okay and that obviously pissed coke off because <laughs> right because one of the things well i mean think about this like if if you take coca-cola off food stamp programs well that means they're going to lose money right. because who funds that program well the, the the tax dollars fund that that whole whole system <laughs> So now, not only that, and then if you you tax sugar at a higher rate or products that have a lot of sugar in them, well, now that's, again, less of a chance people are going to buy that product. So what Coca-Cola did 
was in this particular example, what they did for this case was they paid millions of dollars to the NAACP in order to for the NAACP to label the opponents of Coca-Cola as racist. Really? I mean, I mean, think about how fucked up that is. Uh, you had the NAACP, who's supposed to be, who's supposed to be an organization to protect minority populations, especially the black community. And now right. they're getting paid off in order to, to push uh, a product that is, I mean, literally killing people over a long period of time. Is that acceptable? It's not acceptable. Is that progress? No, that's not progress. That's just, unfortunately, that's rigging the system to your favor of a big company. And so when we talk about working with talking to the machine and we talk about machine, uh, the original you know, machines are the governments and systems in place so that people have learned to deal with that machine for quite a long time. Right. Because now we're talking about lobbyists, we're talking about groups, we're talking about... And then here's another thing, right? We, the Founding Fathers talked about, it. you know, the nature of government is to go corrupt. Mm. But any organization that starts out good has the ability to be corrupt over time. Right. And so now it's like, who can you listen to? I mean, I remember you, you talked about NAACP, but I remember... Was that AARP? They had jumped on board with making sure that like older people had to get an additional Medicare, like a Medicare Part B. Okay. And so, I think you know some some people got pissed off with that. Now, if you're you know what I mean, because it's like, well, here you are supposed to be lobbying for the rights of old people, and right. now you've made it more difficult for them to get better health care. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. It, I don't know. I just. I guess just trying to bring it back to to the chat B, uh, chat GPT and these these AI bots like you have all these you know big companies out there that are that are rigging systems right rigging the things to their benefit and I right. just view this as one another thing that oh you can rig this to your benefit right and then two it literally seems like this thing is it could potentially be self aware and is that necessarily a good thing? I think that's the goal, honestly. Whether they admit it or not, that's gonna. Yeah. Add, it's the goal. Well, it's, to so, me, it's concerning. It's concerning. Right. If something becomes self-aware, is it, is it good? Right. It's, you know, ter- then, it's Terminator, baby. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it could be. Right, it could or maybe be. it's the savior. Yeah, or exactly. Maybe, it could right. go either way. Right. It could go either way. And then, hell, maybe there's a lot of in-between, right? So then we got all kinds of different... AIs that are out there, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm, I I like this shit though. Like, I would rather. I don't want to be reading about it in the history books. I don't want to think about it happening in the future. Like, I, if it's gonna happen, I would like to be here to experience. Yeah, it. well, it's, it's pretty cool because like you're here in a new beginning. Yeah, like at the start of a new thing. Yeah, it's right. just the beginning of AI. I mean, right. That's a, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, imagine like what it's gonna be in fifty years. Shit, yeah, it's concerning. I hope I stay in really good shape in fifty years. Be, I'll be eighty-five <laughs> years old. Fuck. You get a little, maybe a little robot with AI <laughs> that can like really know uh, virtual podcast. Yeah, I hope, <laughs> man. I, hope, I, I hope I can still run in fifty years. Mm. Um, 
But uh, where do you think where do you think education will be, Russ, in fifty years? Because that's that's you know you and I have had many conversations, uh, especially over the past couple months, on education and our our. I guess some of our issues with it, and Jeff, you have some big issues with education as well. But um, where do you th- where do you think where where do you think our educational system is today, and where do you think that could go? I guess let's just start with today. Where where's it at in your mind? Where is it at today? If you could sum it up for everybody, I think it's it's, it's like the Coca Cola thing. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) right companies are making money outside agencies make money right based off getting contracts with different whether you know it's the the u.s department of education or a lot of times it's the state and we have a lot of test companies that make money because test results and it's about optics right it looks good right looks good that you could score a certain percentage now how do they there's numbers what do those numbers really mean? That's a whole nother thing. And then, you know, we talked about talking to the machine. So now it's like you're you're preparing for the tests. And then when everything's dependent upon those test scores, that becomes the emphasis versus where are they after right. they leave here? Right. How many people, how many, now that's a lot harder to read. That's a lot harder to study. And there's a lot more to it because also you have to figure out where they're coming from and then where they're at afterwards, right? Because like if you're in the inner city, it's a lot different to possibly able to make it than if you're in a very nice area and you have a lot of wealth with, you know right. what I mean? Because you have the wealth background to fall back on. So <clears throat> mistakes might not be as much life or death in a safer neighborhood. But here we are and, and we're just testing like, oh, here's what the test scores are. And I thought that colleges were getting rid of a lot of SAT, ACT requirements because they realized that wasn't a good indicator. Mm -hmm. Um, And they even, so, but as long as we focus on tests and those type of standardized tests with A, B, C, D, or, you know, it doesn't matter if you throw two more letters in there. Right. And you have one best answer versus real world application when there's so many moving parts usually so yeah. that's there's the no problem one I answer. have with that's the problem I have with education it's not real world education yeah where's all the the saving money classes at or finance classes at right they, they absolutely need that you need to understand the tax code yeah business classes like because they don't want people to succeed like and that. I think everybody should have this is a, so this isn't a really good statement because any blanket statement's not good but I do think just about everyone should try to have some type of business and they might have maybe a few businesses yeah. through their life. I'm not even saying that business has to stay around forever. Maybe that business even fills a need. And then when the need is filled in that area, you, you close up and move on. Or, right. or you could say, and I know that might not be like the best business practice, but I just like the idea that people understand fully business. Yeah. Right. There's all the tax codes and all, and some things that you wouldn't understand um, or even understanding just your work ethic. It's going to create a work ethic that most people don't have working for someone else. Right. Yeah. And it also makes it more valuable that when they do work for someone else and they understand that they're getting paid from the business and yeah. the business needs to succeed, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good perspective. Yeah. It makes yeah. you more valuable. Yeah, and you think of like what our country was found. I mean, our, our country, th- I mean, I mean, now it's it's just big corporations, right? There's, I, don't, I don't see a, a ton of, you know, the stereotypical mom and pop shops anymore, but our country's, you know, is thrived on small business. 
you know, and the success of entrepreneurs. And, in the and past, not now. It, yeah, not, I wouldn't say so much today, but, uh, but yeah, for sure, in the past. I mean, like, you know, that, that idea of free market capitalism and being able to, you know, put your product out there into the world and, and you know, I guess the best, best version wins, you know? That's why I don't think education is needed after a certain point. So they teach the basics, teach, like, because of how education is set up. Yeah. Like, if they taught finance and if they taught those things, that might be a little different. But oh. because they don't teach that, right? education for me was only needed just to, I don't even know. Yeah. Like, it was high school and that was it. And then I just went on my own. Well, if you think about our current educational system, when you look at the history of education in America... Now, it's definitely changed a little bit, but the, the concept still is the same. We're not, and Russ is, to, I mean, kind of to your point, like, we're not, and same thing with you, Jeff, like, we're not, we're not teaching kids real-world things for the most part. We're teaching them, I, I would argue, to be, you know, just good employees. You show up on time, you sit in your chair, you do what the <laughs> fuck you say you're going to do, like, like we, we tell you to do. You, you know, you get out of line, we penalize you. And then you leave at a certain time. You go home, you do more work, and then you come back and you do it again. Mm. And, you know, when you look at, I think it was uh, John D. Rockefeller, I think it was 1902 or 1903, basically funded the American educational system. And his whole concept was, like, I don't want free thinkers. I don't want, uh, you know, philosophical ideas or anything like that. I just want a good factory worker, right? I want a good worker. That's what I want. And we see a lot of those same remnants today in our current educational system. And, and, you know, we're teaching kids to a test. We're not teaching them about real world life and how to succeed. I don't see that. That what you just explained is not what I see when I hire somebody. What do you say? Fucking laziness. Well, (laughs) I think that's, I think people, I think that stems from technology personally. Whatever it comes from, whatever they're learning, like the, all these kids went to school growing up and what you just described is not what's coming out. Maybe in some parts here and there, but for the most part, the people that I hire and the people that I've met are not like that. Well, we don't teach work ethic, right? We don't, you know, we don't teach work ethic. Discipline. There's no discipline. There's no. Di- but also think about, I mean, Russ, and you can speak to this. How, I mean, how engaged are students really like when you're when you're teaching them certain things it's like okay this is what the state curriculum tells us we have to teach <laughs> and the kids sitting there like oh this is so fucking boring and they're disengaged there's there's a, a ton of disengagement because it's not interesting what do you i mean what do you think to that i think there's a lot to unpack there so you know So then there's a culture, there's what are our values, our cultural values, what are our values, mm-hmm. right? And that has to be society values. So education can't be divorced from everything else within society. It, it's, it, it plays with it. You needed the parental support. I mean, a lot of people have talked about how parents have went from supporting the teacher to supporting the student. Right. And when I say supporting, not really like that, more like they're going to take their student side. If there's an issue, it's they're on the student side. They're, they're like, they're going to say the student's right and the yep. teacher's wrong. Uh, or the, whereas before they would say the teacher's right and the student's wrong to a, to a degree. Now, I think any, <clears throat> I'm not saying that that's necessarily true. That's what a lot of people 
believe it it seems to be more prevalent right. i <laughs> i i know someone who texts uh their mother and their mother wrote an essay for them an oh. in class essay and then sent it to them and i was like <laughs> <laughs> I would be mad. And I was just like, okay, I, don't, I didn't know. I'm, I I think about it in different ways, but it's because you can look at that uh, through you know different methods where you're like, oh, well, it's a dumb dumb assignment. But it, then it teaches the student like, All right, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I don't, I don't, have, to do, I don't have to do the work. Right, right, mom will do and it. Then, right, and then that support from a higher authority is like, if I don't want to do this work, I don't have to do this work. You know, just make somebody else do it. That that mentality can seep into other things. Whereas, you know, you can support your student. You can you can be there for your child and be like, yeah, this is this is kind of BS. But right. you know what? Life is a lot of BS. Like sometimes you when they ask you to do it, and there are other times when we might be so far removed from the end goal right. and not really understand how this incorporates that we don't know how it's valuable. And we just have to do it right at some times. <clears throat> so going off of that, I was just saying that then like, but then the, you know, they come in with the standardized tests and so you have the standardized tests and then you're trying to do the standardized test. And then you have the idea that you have to go into college. Mm. Right. And you have to, this idea, like that's where you're going to make your money. Right. And, and so then they're, they're going to get you in debt. <laughs> Yeah. Right, right. They're going to get you in debt and in the college, depending on how you go and make sure, you know, you know, you can be a little bit smarter with community colleges and other things like that. And then they sell you the college experience that was on Animal House from way back when. But let's be honest, it doesn't matter if you go to college or you don't go to college. If you're a teenager as a young adult or in your 20s, as a young adult, you're going to have some fun. Right. You're oh, going to sure. find fun. You're going to make fun. And you it's going to yeah, happen. You don't need to go to college for that. You, you don't need college. And you for don't sure. need college to build you more rock walls to climb. You don't need to have them bring concerts to you. You don't need all this extra thing that they add and right. then buy up land for. You don't need all that. But they try to sell that college experience. And, you know, I think experiences are valuable. So I, I love having different experiences and people able to go out and travel and get different experiences. Right. But when you come back with that bill, <laughs> you right. got like two houses. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, that's, you know, I mean, when, when you think to that concept, it's like when you think about as an 18-year-old, 17, 18-year-old coming out of college, what do you really know about life? You don't know shit. You don't know anything. You think the, the unfortunate part of that is like you think you know everything, but you literally know nothing partly because you have zero experience. So now it's like you've been taught this idea of, you have to go to college to be successful in life. And if you don't go to college to be successful, or if you don't go to college, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to get a good job. You're not going to get great benefits. Um, you're not going to be able to survive. And that, first off, that's simply not true. Right. So, but this is, this is kind of programmed into the brains of young people. That's exactly what I was taught when I was growing up. That's exactly. A, 100%. Right. One, that, me too. I'm, and look, college was for me. Yeah, not for me. It was for me. I love college. I was very blessed. I got a full ride. I had a full scholarship. Very, very you're, fortunate. You're a good citizen. I am a good citizen. <laughs> that's, like my, that's like my favorite word, citizen. I am a good citizen. America. That's America. right. <laughs> I'm going to get you a flag to wear during the podcast. <laughs> that's right. I like that. That's perfect fucking that, fit. That is perfect. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, 
college was for me. I knew I was, I did, and I did very well. Um, I got a full ride. My parents did not pay for it, thank God. Because um, looking back, I I couldn't imagine them have you know wanting to pay for that, like wanting to pay for a choice that I'm making, right? You know, so there's that. So I got a full ride. Um, but college was for me. But for a lot of people, it's not for them. But they think that they have to go to be successful. So now they go. Now it's like, okay, well, what do you want to do? I don't know. I'm, I'm interested into this this, this obscure. This obscure uh, major, oh, cultural dance studies. I, I lived there. I went to college because <laughs> I thought that's what I like. I tried it. Okay, but it, I tried it for a semester, and after a semester, it, I was like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, but thank this God you found that out. Me. Well, yeah, I wanted to try. I wouldn't know. Right. And at least you, at least you tried. Yeah, shit was not for not me. for you. Now, what you, what would you want to go to school for? Oh well, then I went to a trade school, or oh, like okay. I work, I work with my hands. I went to a trade school as a lineman. I was climbing telephone fucking right, poles for right. the the cable company, and getting chased by alligators down in Florida, and then yeah, <laughs> building cell phone towers, <laughs> right, like right. just climbing shit, right, like right. having fun, right? Exactly. And probably you know if you still did that today, dude. I mean, you'd be, you'd be, you might be, be retired, I'd be retired, right? If exactly, I kept doing that <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so right there, there's a perfect example. Yeah. I'd rather do something and work with my hands and just fucking, I moved to Florida. I just stopped fucking right. moved to Florida because I wanted to move to Florida and try something new. Right, exactly. Like sitting in a college all day and paying that bill. No, and, and, that, and that was just my point where you're going to pick, now look, if you're going to college for, you know, to be a doctor or maybe a lawyer or some other profession where you need a degree, <laughs> but there's there's a lot of majors out there that these universities are happy to push, like like I said, if you're going to go to school for some obscure major like cultural dance studies, hey, fine, that's okay if that really interests you. But what? Is, but, but what is your job perspective when you graduate, and then you're going to be strapped with a hundred thousand dollars of debt? You know what the problem is though that I have like they fucking don't. The first year I remember they didn't let me really choose any classes that I wanted so to take. Oh wow! Right, so right. like they force you to take these certain classes. Elect, I don't know even know what they're called. Are they electives? Like, well, or English comp electives. one, electives. English yeah, like that dumb two. shit. Like right. I'm not. I'm going to college. I'm choosing to go to college to learn whatever it is I want to learn. But for the first year, I got to take these fucking stupid classes that I don't want to take. I'm just here for a specific reason, right? And I'm forced to do it, yeah. right? Wouldn't it be better if you could choose all of your classes? Yeah, that's yeah. Should be able to choose every class because then I'm going to be more interested in that class, right? Because I, I chose it for a reason. And then we can, um, I think that holding it to a higher standard is easier. And I feel like that's even in lower education. So, I mean, you talked about you're still, you know, as once the high school's done, but it, you know, what are we doing in high school sometimes? I mean, we have young adults. Yeah. That are, they haven't quite been fully adults in our, in our minds, you know, in, in society. It's like 18, but they're, they're on their way. And so, like, at 18, they should be able to choose the path, whether they go into the workforce or if they go to college. And how much of that information should they be able to pick and choose? Like, should they not already learn to read and write yeah. by that point? If you, right. After eighth grade, you should know how to read and write. Yeah. You should know basic math. You should know how to actually evaluate some of your reading. But this is where I believe they need to teach more, like from high school, from like ninth grade to 12th grade, that's when you start learning about finance. That's when you start learning about business. And then you're going to be able to make a better decision if you want to start a business or if you want to, whatever, go into the army or whatever it could be. Right. Yeah. But it's more focused towards what you want to do. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. And I, I do believe that. And I also think that people are, to varying degrees, autodidacts that learn on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So we learn naturally. It's what interests us, or it has to be 
something that's going to go along with our interests. So people might not like taking tax code for small businesses, but if they run a small business, they're going to take it because yeah. they're, they are interested in having their own business. So there are going to be parts that they're not going to enjoy, but it's got to be something in line with where they want to be. But do we do enough to, to help them in self-discovery? of who they are. Now we have all these things and I feel like more and more in our society we have tons of things. You know, even poor people have like tons of things, but it's like what are these things and how are they helpful? Like almost every kid has a cell phone in their pocket. Yeah. But is it helping them in in it's some ways? It's a toy. Ways? It's a toy for them. Right. It, if they're not doing just like searches like that actually educate them, it becomes just a toy and a distraction. And then if you get into social media it becomes a a bunch of other things. <laughs> Which yeah. is where millions and millions of people are. Yeah. And um, we were talking last week about distraction, about uh, what, the hell, what were we talking about last week, like about video games or something like that? About VR? Was it the VR talk? Yeah, like you're spending you know, hours playing fucking oh, yeah, video yeah, yeah, games. Yeah. It's like distraction. Well, that's because you were talking about getting lost playing VR. Oh, right. And like there's, right, there is, everything could be a distraction. That's what we were saying. Like everything could be a distraction, but... Sometimes you need a distraction, though. Sometimes you do. There's no, there's right. no doubt. Helps. Like you, you, I would argue, yes, you do need some downtime, leisurely time. But I can guarantee if we took a poll of all the high school students across the U.S. Let us not even say across the U.S. Let's just take major metropolitan areas or okay. more affluent areas, okay. right? Because we can make the argument, well, maybe some of these... You know, Midwest uh, states, maybe the kids are really you out. You know you said Midwest with an accent, right? <laughs> Did I? Midwest. Well, you got you to, you got to, you got to. Talking all normal. I said Midwest. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to have, you gotta, I wanted to have the experience with it. You know? Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. That Midwest accent. Yeah, um, try it again. Midwest. Midwest. At, Where's it at? Uh, yeah, whatever. He like he likes to mess mess with. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) We just keep talking like this, (laughs) little Midwest accent. Um. But you have, uh, you know, maybe some of these poorer areas that don't necessarily have. I don't know. Even in these poor areas, they all have. Shit, I've seen homeless people on the street with cell phones. So I guess it doesn't even matter. So, anyways, you if we took a poll out of all those high school students, how many hours a day? Do you think was spent dicking off on social media or their phone? Yeah, well, how many adults do that? Too? Well, right. How many people in general? Right. And then it's so it's like, okay, you know, back to these distractions. It's like, well, these distractions are essentially a drug to people. And right. it's, well, it does it's, create that dopamine response. Right? right. Exactly. So rather than, and this is the problem I think you also see in school, where rather than listening, to boring ass shit <laughs> so I can just pass a test. I'd rather just go on my phone because I get more pleasure out of that than I do actually. Well, that's what it is. Pleasure. Right. R- rather than being, being engaged cognitively. But in, they are to engaged the, to something else. To something else. Yeah. But rather than being engaged cognitively to something that is going to benefit my future. They don't care about that. Well, that's the, about that. right. That's the unfortunate thing, and yeah. I think that's problem with our current educational system is that now we have these new devices, right? This new technology that has infiltrated over the past, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, and now there's there's this whole new element to things. And now the old system of well, you're going to fucking sit here, you're going to take this test, 
And that's that. You have no other choice. Well, now kids are like, well, I do have a choice. I can just sit here all day and just play around on my phone. And blah, but blah, it's blah. not technology's fault, though, because technology wasn't around when I was a kid. No, it wasn't. But you. But I was still feeling that same way. For sure. But you were still forced to be there, yeah, and you had no. I other... wasn't there though. Like I was in the class, but I wasn't I, there. Right. I got you. And, and there's, there's. I was dreaming about baseball or football. Right. Or right. Or there's, fucking a, there's the a... girl next to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's a point. Right. You have a point with that too. But I'm just saying where. I like the idea of hey, at a certain point, you you should know this by now. You should know you should know basic math. You should know how to read and write, and also to be able to critique reading, like or, or what you're reading, or, or at least be able to digest what you're reading. Be able to critique your own writing a little bit. Okay, so now you have some basic tools. In which case, I mean, look, I'm no math whiz. I got the algebra two in high school. Did I need calculus? No, I didn't need calculus because that was never going to be my path. Right. Right? So I didn't even need the algebra two. I just need to know how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide. Right? Yeah. Okay. So how about rather than some of those other classes? Now, I can make the argument that math creates problem-solving skills. I like that idea. Right? But I also can have problem-solving skills when, hey, why don't you put something else in front of me or, or, or in a different situation where I can problem-solve? Yeah, there's tons of ways to there's get ton, that. There's you, tons you of ways to do that. Math for that. Ex- ex- exactly. Yeah. Um, now, if I were going to be, like I said, hey, you know what? A career path for me is engineer or um, you know chemist or whatever it is. Well, okay, well, then you're going to need some advanced math, dude. But right. if this is not your path, okay, well, then we're going we're gonna to yeah. put other things in front of you that maybe are more maybe interesting. Maybe you want to drive an ice cream truck. Maybe I want to be a business owner. Yeah, anything. Right, exactly. Like maybe, right. So back to the, you know, hey, why don't don't we have some business classes and teach them about things like that? And maybe that could be more interesting. I I don't know. It's, but it is frustrating to, to, you know, be surrounded by a, this, this system that we're in that just doesn't seem like it's working at all. But there's a lot of money to be made. I think, you know, maybe they, the kids do learn something. So I, I feel like sometimes, you know, we don't want to be like all this or all that and like just one way sure. or another. So there, there's right. some value to some things that they might learn. Maybe some people for like gym class, <laughs> maybe the most exercise they do. Right? Oh, there, there, there's no <laughs> doubt. today. There's no doubt. And so some things maybe drop into their head and, and, and it grows over time. But there are a lot of issues and I think we could be doing a lot better but a lot of things do come in our way when we try to get better. And part of that is the legislation that might be out there. And, you know, there's sometimes there's good legislation for education, but then there's other things when we, we buy into the standardized test and then we have a testing company that's making tons of money to right, do that. Right. Not educators. That's what Mariah does. Right. Yeah, you're right. She does do that. Yeah. And then we have... And they talk about project-based learning, and there's some projects they have, but then that's a, more of an optics thing just to say, hey, we did this. We did right, this project, right. and we're going to make it look good. And right. then, now there's some marketing to that, so that's okay to a degree. But it's like when we really criti- critically examine how much we're educating students, I would much rather see an education system that's much more incorporated into the community that it surrounds that's project-based. You know, they could be doing business endeavors there. Yeah. You know, handling the money. You know, what I mean, you're going to have an overseer. You know, right? But we could we could do things, and so I do think that we could do much more project based. And I, and why can't students choose their own pathway? Then we could even have regionalized schools that focus on different things, and then students can kind of opt and also maybe compete for those. 
positions. Oh, okay. So one school specializes in something specific, and students would have to... I mean, um, those are kind of like trade schools already, right? Like Right, but if we did it to a much larger level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To a much mar- larger yeah. level, and should all trade schools have all... Well, you can't... You know, now, what? what's it... Because they have more than trades, like the, the school that we worked at, like... But could you have many more programs and much more specialized? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's kind of the idea. Like, also, I think, <clears throat> so students should be able to choose their own thing. But when we go on to the higher level, uh, the college level, I think that needs to be completely redone. It's just a problem that you have two years that you're not even focused on your thing. And most times, I remember taking some college comp classes and, I was just like, how does this student not know this? Like, I haven't been back to school for quite some time, but how do these people not know this? I remember learning this in, like, eighth grade. Yeah. Certain mm. things. I agree. That's the problem I have with it. Like, you right. can't learn what you're... Like, I am specifically going to college to learn something. More. Yeah. More right. and what I want. Right. And now for the first two years, you got to sit there and do what... You're, you're still doing what they want. Yeah. E- even a prerequisite. I would argue this for prerequisites, <clears throat> depending on the prerequisite. And, you know, like if you're going into medical field, I'm going to say before you operate on a body (laughs) or you start cutting open cadavers, maybe you should have certain things. But even sometimes with prerequisites, you just explain what the prerequisite is, like the course or what you should know. And then if you feel like you know that enough, you should be able to enroll in it. And if you fail, that's on you. Mm. Yeah. I I think that should be it. Yeah. Um, But then when another thing is, is that like if the U.S., loan, you know, U.S. Department of Education is going to, do, and the FAFSA, right, federal aid, is going to fund certain programs, like you said, like a mas- you know, master's of puppeteer, yeah. doctorate of the Simpsons. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that's going to come by, but, you know, they've been around for 20 years. I remember they started having college courses on the Simpsons. I guess you can study anything. Yeah. But... <laughs> Where are you going to be? Like, why should they fund that? Right. If you want that funded, you should be able to figure out the funding for that. Right. You're talking about something we need that we're in critical need of. Oh, we need more nurses. Okay. We fund that. Yeah. Oh, we need more engineers. All right. We fund that. But to a, and there's going to be some gray areas, but they should only be funding things that they should. Now, an old school thought was you never went more in debt in your whole college career than you expected to make your mm. first year out of college, I never, which I've would never be about 40, 50K, depending on where you're at in the, in the, and what type of field you're going, you should not be getting more than 50K right. unless you're going to become a doctor, but then you shouldn't go more than 100K, right? right? Why shouldn't the federal aid be based on that concept too? Maybe not exactly there, but around there. Like there should be no way where you should be able to go more than... Yeah. Two years in debt than what you're supposed to, ex- you know. Well, it seems like I mean that's a great, and that's idea. not that you would actually pay that off, but it gives you a general rule of thumb of where you should be at. Right. The, the problem is they, they want you to be in debt. They want you to be in debt, and then you can work for the federal government. Exactly. And the state government, and they then you can you. get Once that. Once you're in debt, they have you. Then you have, you know, you can um, ten years, then you can get it off or whatever, and then you get in the pension system, and then they will argue the pension system why you should stay in there and how you can't uh, go anywhere else. That's a whole other. <laughs> that's a whole other thing that. And that, so then they're, and you know, maybe we're going a little too off into some type of conspiracy type mm-hmm. thing, but. It, it's like, <laughs> well, you, I mean, you said it earlier. It's like the the nature of government is is to basically go corrupt. 
I mean, you know, and when you really look at like even just our own country, it's like, oh, like I'm reading right now Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Okay. And, you know, a lot of our constitution and our founding principles. Cue the flag. Put the background music That's going. Right. America, <laughs> America. Um, but like our, Homelander, <laughs> fucking. No. He's a he's a villain, but a good Homelander. Yeah, that's right. Like, that's right. I'd be like Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like boy, you'd be a Boy Scout. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you know, our, our founding principles really were founded on a lot of the Greek and Roman, you know, philosophies. Right. With Seneca, Marcus Aurelius. Um, Epictetus, and um, you know, even our constitution, like freedom of speech. You know, Marcus, Marcus Aurelius was talking about that in meditations. Like talking about the Roman Marcus Aurelius. Yes, um, where you have, like, you talked about freedom of speech and why that's important, right? So, so our founding fathers basically created these principles, but you can see over time how it seemed like people gen like genuinely had some moral couth at one point. And then little by little by little, that character and couth slowly degrades into what we're seeing today. And now it just really seems like, well, it seems like a lot of power grabbing. It seems like a lot of, um, you know, verbose uh, talk without any action. It also seems like, well, we're going to, we can rig systems to make money and then make it look like we, we can, we can, we can, you know, try to polish the turd as much as possible to make it look really pretty, but really, it's just it's still a turd. So I do have a question for you on that, and this is the question: Is it that the character and like has changed, or is it that you've become more aware over time? Oh, oh, this Russ, this is why I love you. <laughs> That's, I mean, I know the answer. Has to that. human nature? Stayed the same? Yes, 100%. People always talk about the golden days. Right. And the, the old saying is, they were never as good as they never were, or they, they never were. It's never as good as it never was. It's like the golden days. Did the golden days... And I'm not saying that things don't change and we don't digress at times. Yeah. Hmm. But so, are we also as a society... Right. Because like, we talk about gun shootings, and actually gun shootings according to the trainings that are taken, have actually gone down. Yeah. We're just but more aware. we see it so much more. Because have we of, just become more aware yeah. of what was in government all along, all along. and all in back, people all along? This goes back to technology. We're only more aware because we see it True. every day. True. And I think that that can actually be a good thing with technology. You you see that, like, There's oh, no hiding anyway. Right. This really yeah. is a turd. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, we see it now, right? You know, sometimes they can control what we see. Right. Well, that's my fear with but, like, AI. But anyways, like, right. Like, oh, that's a good question. I do feel as though there are points in our history where people gen like genuinely cared about character. And really, like, sat down and... Hey, you're too optimistic, man. <laughs> that's not... That's, but you're, 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 there's you're, no way that's true. You're, try, no you're, you're trying to think about it in our context of today's world. Because we have all these distractions that manipulate us in one direction or another. But you say, but there, there you were, say good character, though. Think about the world as we know it and evolution as we know it. It's all built on death. 
and murder and and takeover and power and greed. It's all built on that. Everything that we have is built on that. Yeah, but guess what? That's not everybody. It's the majority. That's okay. So when you think about what is what are polit like what is government? And what are bureaucracies? Like what type of people want to control other people? There was a point in history where the people that wanted to be the people that were in power didn't want to be in power. They just somehow got thrusted into that spotlight and they felt like it was their duty. Or is that the optics that they displayed? Maybe, but we don't know. Let's just right. let's just pretend right now, <laughs> okay. right? That, let's just pretend that they didn't want to be there, but because of public pressure, because they, right. you know, the public thought like, hey, this individual is a is a good good person, is going to do right by the people. We're thrusting them into the into into power. Did they want to be there? Let's just say they didn't. Okay. But now let's just say. Like who actually wants to run for politics? A lot of people. Oh uh, yeah, a lot of people. Okay, so and okay, so now are, what, people are greedy, right? So what type of people are we talking about here? Who 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 wants to? Who sleeps at night, knowing that they sent millions of people around the world to their death? A lot, that, I think a lot of people sleep perfectly okay. fine. So then, at night doing that. Guess what? So then, perfectly what type fine. of people are we talking about here? We're talking about sociopaths. The world is full of them. No, 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 no. It's not full of them. It is. It's just full of the sociopaths that are that are in politics. And I think, unfortunately, us as the 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 people, what it doesn't have to be in America. It can be anywhere. Like we're just normal people, just wanting a better life. That's not the norm, though. That's not the norm. I disagree with you. You don't think most norm. people want a normal life? No, I think most they people. I think the majority. Well, everybody wants better. Right. It just depends. How, what are you willing to do to get better? Like we're going to work and we're going to learn about business and we're going to do a podcast and try and improve. We're going to, the things that we do are a lot different than what some of the other people do. And people do take advantage and you even have companies that build themselves up on the backs of others yeah. and, and taking advantage of them at times. You know, and I don't know with the, the politics, uh, <laughs> is that just, human it's almost like jeff saying that's that's just humans examined or maybe you know what i mean like it's like they're I, like the bigger people they made it yeah well when you have you know someone like hillary clinton laughing <laughs> laughing about you know Gaddafi getting a knife shoved up his ass like oh we came we saw he died <laughs> like <laughs> would you i mean these are the people in Gaddafi, power that's though. my point <clears throat> like, so you have sociopaths in power. But how do they get to that point? Because it's a, it, in their mind, this is my opinion, in their mind, it's about them. I am, I know it all. I am the elite. You are unintelligent. You will do as I say because I, I know everything. Again, that's, a, that's an interesting question. And this kind of also makes me think about education as well. Is that, um, Sometimes when people get into these bad relationships, they, they get into a relationship where they're trying to fix somebody, whether they're an addict or they have like some type of mental issue. Which is impossible. Or, it's impossible yeah. because the only person that can really fix themselves is that individual. Yeah, correct. They might need some assistance, but they're the or ones that can fix Support, it. whatever it is. So yeah. what they say in some of these meetings is that that is a very selfish idea. 
Now, I wouldn't necessarily call it selfish, but it's very egotistical. Mm. It's like you think you're so that you can fix someone else. Mm. Yeah. Right? You can guide. You can, you, can give your, you can share your experiences. But right. only an individual can fix themselves. Now, you could go that now in a much bigger light. Here's somebody going up in government, and they're like, we can fix the problems of society. Mm. How often do they work with the people within that society to really get things Rarely. done? Because do we come together as a community? See, I think that's where narcissism comes in. I think those people in power are narcissists. narcissists. Yeah. That, that makes sense. For sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, I mean... And, but ahead. then to go... And I just wanted to bring that back to education um, because I didn't know if that was your main nah, topic. We can talk about point. whatever you want, buddy. America. Now we tell, America. Now we tell <laughs> people what they need to know Yeah. at a certain age level. Like, I think it's too much even at high school. And some people would argue with me there's still things we can do um, where we should push on, on certain things. But then once we get to... to college and then you're making them take two years of a wasted time i want my engineers in engineering classes on day one yeah mm-hmm. i don't want you, listen you want to take a shakespeare class okay but that's an elective and it doesn't count towards your degree right that's just extra credits for something else yeah. you can get an extra minor or you can get a little certificate that says, right, hey, right, I, right. I know shakespeare <laughs> yeah, right right <laughs> or right. you can get you know yeah. dance like a french or whatever. class whatever hey, it is yeah. yeah that's great yeah because uh, you know you you take that up and that's great to learn and it's great to expand your horizons but i want you to be in the field that you need to be in yeah day one yeah day one day one day one yeah i mean that's a that's a and if you want to be more exploratory and take a bunch of different classes that's great too yeah right so then you're kind of figuring out hey what do i really enjoy well i think that's what we should all be doing in general is constantly exploring i think there, there i think there's this idea at least this is the way i was when i was younger when i thought my college my undergrad when I, when I, I would never forget this. When I was, when I graduated college, I was like, oh, my, my learning's done. Right. My learning's over. Because I, I legitimately thought, again, you have no experience of life. I legitimately thought like, oh, you know, my education system, uh, the educational, I went through the whole educational system. It's over now. Like, it's done. But the reality is like, it's never done. You're always learning. You're, you should, well, you should always be just, pushing just to different learn. different ways to learn. I learn everything I need to know. I open YouTube. Yeah. And dude, let me listen. When I first met you, you weren't doing any of this stuff. Yeah. You didn't have a channel. You didn't have all this technology. And all of a sudden, like, I come over one day and, you know, Jeff's got like freaking 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. And wow. It's, 20 subscribers. 20,000. Almost. Yeah. Almost, you know, no. and it's like, fuck, man. Like, and all this technology everywhere. And he's like reviewing, you know, he's, and he d- does great. You know, and I'm like, and he just learned on his own, you know, and I think that's impressive. And I think that's another thing we need to push. And uh, unfortunately, look, Will Smith went and did some other things and stuff recently. But he, you know, he was on YouTube for a little bit talking about failure. And I think he, and that's another thing. When we go and look, talk about different people, no matter where they're at or who, you know, who, what they've accomplished. Oftentimes, one of the problems with some of the history books or just as human minds, because in a survival method, we have to say that's good or that's bad. That's this main, that's like a survival primal thing. Is that good or is that bad? That's bad, I stay away. Good? All right, I subscribe to that. But as we start to think with our higher level consciousness, you know, there is good and bad. And so we we take, we can take the good from people and we can take, and we can look at the bad and try to learn from the bad as well. That's the best time to learn. Exactly. So one of the things that he had pushed was the idea of failure. 
we root and failing forward. Fucking right? love failure. We fail yeah, you, and we yeah. learn yeah. from it. Yeah. You, you, you can learn from your success too. So don't try not to fail on purpose. You, you learn from your success, but you learn more from your failure. Right. Right. And so we have to embrace that concept within the school system. But then, you know, the grades and stuff like that. And then it's like becomes like this whole competitive thing to get into right. college and stuff. Should we have pass or fail? Mm. Or, you know, are there special awards? You know? Right. Because so let me ask you a question. Right. So just thinking about that. We tell people it's OK to fail. Right. But then we punish them for failing. Now, there has to be a punishment well, for failure, right? Like, so when you think depends, about it, it depends what you're doing. So it, but in school, you're like, uh, hey, it's okay to fail. Yeah, in school, you're going to get an F. Yeah. And then so guess in the school, though, can we do this where, okay, you failed. We're going to redo it, right? You're going to redo this class. Maybe there's like certain, you know, you could break down it. Maybe it's not always just a year of failure, but like, okay, you can retake it. Right. And then, you know, then you have that. You can get the, you can pass later. You can redo your project. Right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. So we allow them to fail and they're behind maybe in certain subjects, but they can catch up. Right. And right. So maybe take like an extra, okay. Like if a, they put the work in. If they put the work in. Put the work in. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. But then, it, it, then it's like, do you want to take that? Instead of getting left behind a year. Right. You're just and, and behind on whatever yeah. that project is, whether it's a, whether it's a quarter, whether it's a month project, whatever it is. Right. But you need it to, or you need something either that or something equivalent. Well, now you got to bust your ass to fucking catch up and do the work. Right. Yes. And and right, maybe not even have to take the whole class again. There's you said just, just like, a portion. Like, just that portion. And that would teach good work ethic. Like that's good. if you really want to pass, you're going to fucking do it. Right. Yeah, I, I kind of like that idea too. Huh. But that has to be pushed that like hey, it's <laughs> and then now we're looking at oh, what's the federal funding dollars? Because it comes from federal funding and then state funding. And state funding is attached to federal funding. Right, <laughs> right. right. So these well, all these guidelines. So right. We have to get that changed. And then so that comes down to it's much more of a grassroots thing. There were, there were different school districts where the whole communities got together. The parents said, we're not having our, t- our students will not take the standardized test. Mm. But until they, we do that all around the nation right. and force but see, you have to be much more involved and then the distractions. Yeah. Right. So then you as an adult have to be less distracted. That'll right? never happen around because isn't each school district on its own? Like they might be regulated by the state, but they could still do what they want compared to a different school district, right? And to a degree. To a degree. So like there's certain things that they do have to do to make sure they still receive certain federal and state funding. And so it would be individual school districts that you could change, but that would, you know, if you, if enough people do it in enough communities, that can change that. What does your community need? What do you want your students? But it's going to be different for everyone, though. It could be different. Yeah. But see, and now some people don't like that, and I'm of the idea that we don't need to all think the same. I agree. Because groupthink yeah. is I a agree. dangerous thing. Yes. I think there should be, you know, we should look for our common underlying values or common ground because there are there is common ground with every you usually have common ground with everyone at, at some somewhere level. right yeah, somewhere so we look for our values and you know if we did focus more on ethics and morals that would be great too now everybody has a little bit of different idea and the other thing is to be able to accept that somebody thinks differently and you that's but that's a whole can of worms right oh. well it shouldn't be it shouldn't be but it is like if somebody has a different opinion i mean people get killed for that shit yeah well that and but the problem that's, is that's horrible thing. yeah it's terrible and, and, I, and I, I think there's right there's so much polarization right now 
and there's this idea. It just organized seems, chaos. What's or, that? Buddy? Organized chaos mm-hmm. is like a term. That's how they keep you keep the the people at the lower levels in subjugation. Uh, I got you. We we organize chaos so that there's no, you know, it's it's it looks like chaos to us little guys, but to them they, they they've organized right. it right. They're, they're, they're like the puppeteer right. in a way, and right. And I think that's what government does. They want you to be scared. Yeah. Well, there to a certain level. There, there is that. Well, then they can control you. Well, and that's what I'm saying. It's like if you have sociopaths that run the government. <laughs> I mean, and, and again, I'm, I'm not speaking. Ab- I'm speaking absolutely. Like, there's, there's no. Gr- let's let's name them. No, they're, they're, <laughs> let's name them. Let's no. name all the. I mean, we don't have enough time in this yeah, podcast. Right. There, there's, I mean, look, there's there's great people in government, but I think the overall head of the snake is run by sociopaths. That there's a lot of manipulation, and if right, if you create fear, well, that's a great motivator for control, and it's like. Hey, we're going to create this organized chaos, and now the people on the lower level are scared. And it's like, oh well, wait, we're the heroes, we're the saviors. You can come to us. We'll protect you. We'll protect you. And now this is this power grab. Well, you know, you give up your right, you give up these rights, and we'll protect you. So, and I think we saw this a lot over the past, you know, two years or a couple of years with the pandemic, where you know you had people, you had this mass panic. For one reason or another, we can make the argument, yeah, it was serious, not serious, whatever. But at the end of the day, it turned out to be not as serious. It turned out that vaccines didn't work. Well, it was serious to some people. A lot of people died. For sure, but guess what? Some people did. Yeah, but absolutely, that's from an absolute standpoint, yeah. Uh, For some people, it was uh, serious, but for the masses as a whole, not that serious. When you look at the data and the numbers, it's like less than... It was like less than 1% overall people died. Okay, so let's just get that out of there. So then you're lied to. So you, you create this whole panic. And you, you, know, you have Big Brother coming in saying, well, we're the savior. If you, if you give up these rights, you give up, you give up your rights to, you know, you have to wear a mask everywhere. Okay, you have to, you have to get vaccinated. You have to. No ifs, ands, or buts. Because this is going to stop the pandemic, which guess what? <laughs> it didn't, by the way. Mm-hmm. And right, so Pfizer did make a lot of money. Oh, they made a shit ton of money, right? They all made money. Oh, guess what? By the way, who funded the whole thing? Oh, we did, the taxpayers. Yeah. So, but but when you create this panic, and then you have the the puppeteer coming in saying, "I'm the savior," if you give up these rights, well, you're never getting those rights back. And now that just becomes more of a dictatorship, unfortunately. And I think this is why, going back to the idea of people having just appropriate discourse, when you can communicate with somebody else that disagrees with you, that is, that's a great thing because you get to hear their ideas, they get to hear your ideas, and even if you still don't agree... You can hopefully walk away still as friends because you you and are possibly learn something exactly, and you are you have a lot more in common than than anything else, right? And I think that's the when you're when especially when you're talking to somebody new, it's like okay, what do we agree on? Right? Where are our similarities? I and mean, the vast majority of people are very similar in a lot of things. Hey, do you want to be loved by other people? Right. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> you know, do you want to have a roof over your head? Yeah, I do too. Okay, do you like sports? Oh, okay, I like sports as well. So you find some common ground. And then let's talk about, okay, so where, where do we disagree? 
Why do you feel this way? Here's why I feel that way. Here's my facts. Here's your facts. But the problem is people get so emotional. There's so much emotion and not so much, then there's not too much logic. So now you're thinking with all this emotion and now you start getting tied to your ideas. You start getting tied to your opinions. You start getting tied to your beliefs. And then when somebody challenges those ideas, opinions, and beliefs, it feels like a challenge on you as an individual. And now you get backed and you feel like you're backed into a corner. And that's the problem. You're not, you shouldn't be attached to your ideas, opinions, and beliefs. You should be kind of disengaged with them because guess what? Your emotions, your opinions, your ideas, they change over time. They if you do. if you think about this over the course of your life, how differently you think now than you did 10 years ago or even yesterday on some things, uh, isn't that change? So then why would you be tied to your ideas? And when somebody challenges those ideas, maybe look at it with an open mind. Don't have to agree at the end of the day, but that, that doesn't mean that person is evil. Right. Or they're racist or they're bigoted or whatever, like... Whatever the, the term you want to label that person, you know, and I think, I, I don't know how we get to that point again, as guys, I feel like we were at I, that I, point somewhere. I agree with you, but most people, not most people, but even if it's say two out of 10, every two out of 10 people think differently and are not open-minded like that or are not able to have a, a back and forth conversation. <laughs> that's right. well, that's Cause that's a lot of fuck. Two out of 10 is a lot of fucking people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Well, that'd be 20% of the population. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Well, then, but then how do you, I mean, can you teach that? I, mean, I think you can, yeah, I think you can teach that. I think you can teach that in schools. I think you can teach could, it. And you know, there's an openness to it too. That has to be there because you can also never learn what you don't want to learn. Yeah. You, you might be, so I don't want to learn. You that. might be just <laughs> stubborn and, and believe something different. And no right. matter what someone says, you're not going to change your mind. I yeah. mean, that reminds me of Emerson. He said, speak in hard terms, what you believe today, today and hard terms and what you believe tomorrow, tomorrow. So like, as your even as your beliefs change, you know, say them passionately. Right. And I think that's important. Um, while at the same time, listening, because we always think we're right right now. Hmm. We're, it, all the beliefs in my head are correct, except for like some, you know, some, some you know, smaller things that you know that like, oh, that, that's an idea that's like subconscious that I do. I don't know that's wrong. But anything that I believe like more of an, an idea, I believe it because I think that's right right now with all the facts and data and information that I have available to me until some other time when somebody can, you know, present new facts right. and new information. Right, but I think the problem is people don't continuously try and learn and seek new information, and they get tied to the original thought. Well, if they think they're right and they think they have facts, they're not going to look for more information. Or they're just going to look for information that supports their facts. Right, so like living inside the echo chamber. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. But I think, you know, maybe common discourse in more common grounds would be big. Like if we can walk outside, if we can talk to our neighbors, like at those sports games, if we can sit and talk and maybe even have conversations beyond that. If we had more meetings, you know, more, more gatherings where we actually talk to the people that are around us. Right. Maybe that would. Yeah. Everybody is very sheltered. You're not wrong. Yeah. Everybody keeps to their own bubble. Right. And, and you know, I mean, like it's, it's easy to do that. And sometimes it's like, ah, you know, you don't want to have all these conversations. And it, because people have become so combative or what appears to be combative, you start to like, you're like, all right, well, I don't want to have then a conversation away from it. Then you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because it you know, only takes one person to do that. 
Like right. you run into it, even if it's one out of ten, if you run into that one person, you're gonna think about not doing that again. Yeah. But well, then if we can like maybe amplify our own voices and the voices of those who want to speak more and quiet those voices that that kind of like you know I mean if. Um, well, hence why we're doing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right, it, podcast, it, right. Yeah. This, this is, you know, this is part of that. And, and I think part of the problem with you have radicals on either side oh, where right. their voices oh, are super amp, like amplified and it's the, more fun. It's more, <laughs> right. It's, amp, it's more Ratchet fun politics. to amp, amp, amplify <laughs> these voices. But the vast majority of people, I think, are like, let's say, let's say, Jeff, it was 20%. And let's say you had 10% on one side, 10% on the other side. Well, that means you have 80% of the middle that is like, you know, rational people that are open and willing to listen. But you have these two, these, this 20% on either, then 10% on either side that are yelling very and aggressive. Screaming, very, very aggressive, aggressive on each side. And love to fucking label people and love to shout at people. And humiliate people, and then you also then have these these uh, news networks that love to run cover for those people as well, and also then Big Brother too. And so now it's like, if you're this eighty percent that's in the middle, it's like, man, I, I I can't say anything without getting yelled at by these 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 wings, and then government. You know, it's 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 crazy to me. It's like. Well, we're the majority. Like, let's just, hey, hey, assholes on either side. Like, can, can you just stop? Just pump your brakes. Relax here for a second. Because everybody else doesn't feel this way on either side. Right. You well, know? And, and, and But then when you start yelling at people and belittling people and labeling people, all that continues to do is divide people even more. Which is what I was saying, organized chaos. Right. So... You know, can we talk to one another? Can we can we connect and build strong communities, and then in those communities build strong connections with each individual communities, which then build you know yeah. higher and higher up. And then we have a much stronger connection. I mean, we're disconnected. I think it's interesting, even though with all this technology, how much connection do we have to international people? Mm. Like the language barriers are still there, right? Um. And I think that's helpful for powers sometimes when they wish to wage wars. I mean, yeah. if we could just get out of a lot of wars, you know, every once in a while, I don't know, it's kind of interesting too whenever we have these nuclear powers and we start engaging in wars and it's like, well, we could all just blow everybody up. Right, right, <laughs> right. And and that's, right, that's, a, that's like another frustrating thing. Can we connect and connect beyond just our borders into other understandings because now we have people who are going to have different idea you know different lens on the world right they're going to have a totally different upbringing which can actually help if we can come together make us stronger right right i mean we have to have common sometimes values and common missions sometimes to get certain things done but we can have a variety of different perspectives and thoughts of how to get there yeah but i feel like i feel like there's always this us versus them mentality and i think there seems to be that same mentality across the world. It's like us versus them, okay. you know? I mean, at one point in our history, we were allies with Russia. I mean, it was right, the Soviet right. Union at the time. But they're like pre-Cold War, post-World War II, we were allies. And it's like, 
Well, where did it go wrong? Well, it seems like I've been kind of reading up on some U.S. Russian history lately, and it seems like, well, it kind of went wrong because maybe Russia was trying to go around the world spreading communist ideas. We didn't necessarily like that, blah, 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 for one reason or another, because, you know, we have different ideas, and now it's like, again, this constant like power grab. But it, why do we care so much about what another country is doing? Like, why are we constantly policing everybody rather than trying to, like, come together to some degree to an understanding of, uh, you know, either another country, another state, another town, or even just another human being? Like, we're all just... I mean, I, th- I just view this as, like, we're all just trying to get by and get, get through the world, and we all want the same similar things. We want to be loved, we want to love others. We want some opportunity. We want to um, be able to have a roof over our head, provide for ourselves, provide for our family. Aren't Don't we all want the same damn thing, even across the world? The greed level is different. Again, we have these fucking sociopaths, man, that are running the show. Some people are, they get to a certain point, and they have convenience, and they're good, and they'll chill, and they'll just try and grow a little bit. Some people just want more and more and more and more and more. Well, I think that is part of the human flaw. Like, it's never good enough. Never good enough. Why does, why does you know, a Jeff Bezos have to fucking launch rockets, and Elon Musk launching rockets? And the, I mean, that's cool. I like, like that they're doing Oh, that. I think it's cool, too, yeah. but it's like, hmm. You know, look at my super yacht. I got the bigger dick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, that's like what it kind of seems Man, like I, in yeah. a way. Like, you, they're definitely you, gonna get more women. Yeah, they're definitely get more women. If you had fifty billion dollars, what would you buy? I don't know if I. I mean, how much could I buy? That's that's why they're buying it but because wh- there's nothing else that's gonna satisfy. Now, they want to spend I, money. Right. There's I, nothing I, in, on the earth because they've gotten all the yeah. material and, wealth of right. the earth. That they need to have something else. Okay, so then why not try to focus on bettering the rest of humanity rather than, you know, I mean, look, I guess I guess Musk could, could make <laughs> and, it. And then you're going to get into this idea because once you got the different wealth and all and, you know, um, you're going to do what you think's best for humanity. That's the thing. And I, and I guarantee you they all do it to a certain small level. Like they're all donating some charities or... or but not even that, just the idea that, hey, I'm getting people to space. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's a cool idea. But again, like, you know, Jeff Bezos. I notice I bang on the table. Pointing. <laughs> 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 that's all right, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I think that's... You got to do the sponsor spot, too. Yeah. You got to be like... <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you, you have these... Um, it, that's really good whiskey, to be honest with you. You want some? Rumble. It's only, only 10 a.m. Yeah. I was lightweight, but man. That's why we're not, you know, see a sip of Yeah, we're all sitting. It is pretty good. But it's like, why Why do you have... Um, it's, they, do, they do it because they can. You can, but okay, you asked the question. If I had 50 billion, I mean, I think one of the things that I would like to do is, you know, okay, I, I'm an American. Where are some trouble spots in America that I could really put my good? Well... I could put my good because the government like, is, is is spending, you know. <laughs> what, what, just I like swear that. to God, when you fucking talk, dude, all I hear is a Star Spangled Banner playing. <laughs> I'm an American. What can I do for yeah, America? Where's your fucking shield and your fucking <laughs> Captain America? <laughs> but I, I I look at like some of these you know disadvantaged areas, right? Like you right. figure, you know, different areas in New Jersey, different, you know, I mean across the country, these really 
underprivileged areas. And it's like, you know what I would like to do with my billions? How about I take, you know, how about I take 500 million and I go to Baltimore and I try to create some type of program where I am trying to bring industry into the area to create job and opportunity for people so that they can build some type of wealth for themselves and have a, a hopefully you know a decent life rather than a life of crime and violence because why do you have a life of crime and violence well because there is no other opportunity this is all i know so then you also have to educate people into like hey here's a different way of life like and we're going to create opportunities so you can get that way of life now it's up to you if you want to take advantage of the, those opportunities and if you don't well now that's on you but here are the tools now you can and use these tools to create something better for yourself. But instead, I want to fucking see how big my fucking dick is. <laughs> and I want to see how big my yacht is. And, you know, the government does the same thing, too. We freaking, you know, we're going to spend billions of fucking dollars overseas of, of American money. How about maybe take one of those billions and, and, and bring it to the, some of these communities that really fucking need help? Because guess what? If, if we can all be more successful, isn't that good for the overall country? Even the lowest man and woman, couldn't that be better for them? And if they can just raise their quality of life, wouldn't that be better for everybody? But no, we're going to go fucking police the world. We're going to go see how big my fucking dick is to the rest of the world. I'm going to freaking launch rockets into space. How about, why don't we just start here? How about that? I mean, that, that sounds pretty good to me. You can take this one. You can take this one. <laughs> I don't know. And whether or not they ask, you know, can I and then should I? You know, that's another topic. And, and to d different degrees, maybe they do certain things like that. But I don't, there's, a, there's a lot to that. Yeah, I mean, there is. And, and, look. And, and, and quite honestly, I'm not educated in so many different areas to respond to so much of our larger societal issues. I just see the more fundamental things. And so the question is, here we are, you know, maybe looking at other people who have all this wealth. How often can we come together and do things ourselves within the community? Great. That's and, a great and point. Maybe it starts with us. And there's power in numbers as well. Yeah. So if we can get the the knowledge out there and yeah, well, you know, connecting. Right. That, and that's true too. Like even as an individual who doesn't have a lot of wealth, so to speak. I mean, you, you you're we all can still be doing something to right. help, right? To some degree, whatever that is for you. You know, if you're you know if you're a climate change activist and you're making you know thirty thousand dollars a year, well, guess what? Well, one thing you could do is hey, if you see a piece of trash on the street, why don't you pick it up? You know, I mean, there's something. Right. Like, yeah, maybe you're not going to be able to donate millions and billions of dollars, but like, hey, there's your little part. Imagine right. everybody did that. Right. Opening doors. I got to tell you, like, even opening doors for people sometimes are like shocked. Not in Wawa. Wawa has that Wawa is all day long. <laughs> you yeah. got to open a door. Wawa, yeah. Everybody's opening doors. Everybody's trying to open doors everybody for everybody. Everybody's buying coffee for the person behind the them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. So that's I actually get... Did somebody knock? I don't know. There's yeah. a company that created a great culture. Oh, you didn't lock the door, did you? I don't think so. Sorry. Guy. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, it says just that, you know, they created a great culture and that's a company. Um, now you can talk about their, you know, the amount of money and stuff they make. But the, opening a door does change somebody's idea or you just offering to help 
they don't even have to take that offer. Yeah. Without just seeing the offer yeah. or something like, you know, somebody's lifting something heavy. You try to help them out. Right. Yeah. That, that, that plants a seed right, right. inside that person's head. Right. You know, I was thinking about that actually the other day. I helped, uh, helped the guy load sheetrock into his uh, work truck uh, at, at a Home Depot. And I was thinking, I was like, you know, I wonder if this guy, he definitely appreciated it. Right. Right. But uh, I'm like, oh, I wonder, maybe he'll do the same thing for somebody else. Maybe he'll think about that little, that little act. And like, you know, what? I, want to, I want to do the same thing for somebody else, you know? And I think that's, I think a lot of times subconsciously it is going to pass forward. For sure. And then it also depends on how much, I think sometimes how much good has be, been done to you mm-hmm. that you're able to pass on mm-hmm. more good. Yeah. Because like you're treated really well by like your parents and like your community and your neighborhood. You're much more likely to try to keep on doing it and emulate that. Yeah. And if, I mean, if that's, that's our focus, that this is, you know, what we're looking at. Not necessarily that you're, you know, all the wealth you get. I mean, sometimes, there's, you know, there's different parents that push like, well, this is what's going to make a lot of money. This is what's going to, you know, right. mean, really be able to pay the bills, make you be able to retire. And I think it's funny, like when we're like focused on retirement, it's like, so basically I'm getting prepared before, right before I die. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> is that what, because yeah. in reality, once you, okay, but if you do retire and you go on to do something else, that's that's a different concept. So that's, like you go on to do something else, yeah. now you're actually still living your life. But if we're preparing for a time when, we're, oh, we're just going to have some money while we pass away and die, it's the experiences that are so much more full. And there was this one book somebody had shared, um, told me about, and so I don't even know the title of the book, but he talked about the guy said you should, save up for retirement, but this is what you should do while you're shitting on yourself in the nursing home. Okay. Cause that's where you can end up. You get to pull back all those experiences yes. that you've had through life. You know, you get to pull on them and, and remember them. Yeah. And so that's a different type of retirement. And uh, I'm not saying that's all, but um, I don't know if there. I'm kind of wrapping it up. I'm about to retire from this podcast. Uh, <laughs> you, got, you got, you got things to do. So, too, uh, I don't know if there's any final things. No, I, I you know, it's no, I, I, I didn't I, know how long we were going to be. No, nah, it's all right, buddy. Um, this is a lot longer than normal. Yeah, this actually. is the longest one I think yeah. we've done so far. We did a two hour one with the girls. That was two hours. Yeah. Well, that murder is fun. Yeah, <laughs> murder. <laughs> that was murder. A, that was interesting. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, we could keep unpacking all these sort of things, but I think these. I think we brought to the table a lot of good ideas and concepts, especially around education and, you know, just briefly a little bit about what government is, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, it's, uh, we have a lot of problems in our world today. Right. And I think we can definitely do a lot, a lot better things on the individual level to progress everybody in a better direction. And I don't think it has to do with yelling and screaming at people, calling them names. I don't think that's the way we we accomplish no. improvement. Um, and I also don't think it's by looking at government and pharmaceutical companies <laughs> to uh, be the savior. And I also I think we need to understand that our educational system as well is uh, a bunch of bureaucracy. Um, and, you know... I think if more people started looking into these things, even if it's just one thing, I know everybody has their own opinions and their own personal lives that they have to worry about, but it's like, hey, just look into one thing. Where where could you help somewhere to just make a little bit of a change? Right. So, any other thoughts, gentlemen? No, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my thoughts to myself. I want to hear your and, thoughts and just I want to hear the thought. Well, so, he's very something. optimistic about people in general. And I'm completely on the other 
end of it. I think there's only a few people that are good at their core. And then I think most people are greedy and selfish at their core. <sighs> From my experience in life, that's what I've come across. Okay. The majority was one way. The good people are there, but it's more so the other way. Hmm. As far as who I've come across. Yeah. Well, I disagree, buddy. I do like to think a little bit more optimistic. I like to believe that is true. Oh, okay. It's just my experience, Your experience. has shown I, me different. I got do you it. feel like it's those negative things that have much greater impact that maybe have you? Um, well, yeah, because I've seen it more. Hmm. That's been the majority. People doing wrong or, or just people being selfish and greedy or eat like straight evil. Or is that, or is that just because of what you've been focused on? No, it's life? what I've come across. I'm not focused on it. Mm. Okay. Well, it's just what I see, and I, I respect that, bud. Yeah, it's just what I see. Yeah. I believe there's good people out there. Yeah, I respect it, but, but the majority is not what I've seen. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, guys, I really appreciate it, Russ. I really yeah, appreciate thank you, you very man. much. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, buddy. I had to step out. Early no, early no, early that's early. totally fine, buddy. We all, all got good, lines. man. Thanks. Yeah, yeah you are good. welcome to come ah, on. Yeah, this is definitely fun. Yeah, I like yeah. this a lot. Yeah, Jeff, where can uh, where can everybody find us, man? Uh, <laughs> we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, My Heart Radio. Um, where else? Spotify, Amazon, Spotify, Amazon Music, and on Twitter. Yep. At Bourbon Blunts. Mm-hmm. But you can find me at digital underscore slang, and you can find him at at uh, Jimmy the J underscore between the and J and the. <laughs> I feel like I got a Jimmy the J. Wait, the underscore Jimmy underscore J. Jimmy underscore the underscore J. What the fuck? That's the best. That's what I can. That's <laughs> the only thing I can get. So I don't know what to tell everybody. No, no wonder why nobody follows when, me. When, <laughs> when, when, yeah. Found somebody else. Yeah. When we start posting videos on YouTube, it'll be easy to find. Yeah, you, for be a sure. Link. For right. sure. So, but anyways, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you very much. Peace.